Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. In this episode, I'm going to assign you a project you can do in a weekend that will raise your income. We are bringing this to you on Labor Day. It might have been a good episode to have presented to you last week, so you can have done it over the long weekend, but who labors on Labor Day anyway? Do this next weekend and you can get busy booming your stats now that your summer is just about over, and what a weird summer it's been, right? To say the least. Anyway, way back when, we used to issue an article and study assignment to the WISE members entitled Try This at Home, which was a short description of a typical business problem and a study assignment taken from the published works of Mr. Hubbard that would solve the problem. It was an extremely popular series, and we probably should start bringing this back to you. But it was an interesting observation that the simpler and more basic the assignment, the better response and results we got. So I decided one day to issue the simplest and most basic assignment I could think of, the one I'm about to give you now, And our office was practically overwhelmed with glowing responses from the members having executed their assignment and were now watching their business income take off like a rocket. I'll read you the introduction to the assignment that we used uh, when I published this. The title of the uh, assignment was Raising Income by 500%. So it starts out like this. Um... I write, the easiest promotional action to implement in any business is a thorough review and upgrade of the appearance of its premises and its staff. An impolite receptionist can waste your promotional efforts. Slovenly quarters can also waste your advertising and PR efforts. Even if you claim that the public never sees your office, you know what it looks like and whether or not it matches the image you are trying to convey. Furthermore, if it looked good, maybe you would have public come by, and don't be surprised if that doesn't bump up your income. Being a model of the administrative know-how of Mr. Hubbard should include looking like one. Try this instruct at home, and let us know what happens. Okay, so that was the uh, introduction to the assignment. So uh, I'm now going to read you some of the key sections from the articles we chose to have the members study in that assignment. But before I do, I want to review a couple of points. Throughout this podcast series, we have emphasized that, per Mr. Hubbard, the financial system is a communications system. And we've discussed numerous times uh, communication and the communication formula, cause, distance, effect, and emphasized the importance of outflow of communication to beget inflow. By now, if you've been following this podcast, you're getting a pretty good grip on the subject of outflow. And you know that to increase inflow, all you have to do is increase the quantity of outflow. And per episode number 43, you can increase the ratio of inflow to outflow by increasing the quality of outflow. This is just a fast review of several past episodes. Now, with every bit of communication you send out, whether it is an advertisement, a letter, a bill, a payment of a bill. Don't think that's not an outflow because it is. And it's important that it it communicates effectively as well when you pay a bill. Or any kind of a public relations function, you are relaying a message 
and you are building an image of yourself and of your company. So let's define image. So the definition is the general impression that a person, organization, or product presents to the public. And the example they use here is she strives to project an image of youth. And this is from my friend, Mr. Oxford. So an image is an impression. In other words, it's a communication, isn't it? And what is your company communicating to your publics? Remember, publics is types of audience. You've got different types. You know, your staff are a public. Your suppliers are a public. Your customers are a public. There's different publics out there. So what is your company communicating to your publics in terms of its image? Well, from your earlier episodes, you've learned that if you can increase the quality of communication or promotion out, you can increase the ratio of communication in. And communication in includes response to promotion and marketing. It includes bodies in the shop. And it also includes money. So how about we look at the image you are communicating from your business and see if we can't pick it up a notch or two and then observe what impact that makes on your inflow. Okay, so I'm going to reference uh, two articles from Mr. Hubbard here. The first one is dated 24 August 1965, and it's entitled Cleanliness of Quarters and Staff Improve Our Image. And Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, There is no quicker way to depress income and public goodwill than to have dirty quarters and slovenly staff. So slovenly means untidy or unclean in appearance or habits. So uh, let's repeat that. Mr. Robert says, There is no quicker way to depress income and public goodwill than to have dirty quarters and slovenly staff. While we know it takes income to make a place look smart and have elegant quarters, this is not the point. Clean floors, walls, woodwork, and service rooms require very little. Clean washrooms and proper paper towels and tissue are an ordinary requirement. As the world goes more beatnik, it is hard to keep up a standard of cleanliness and good order. You can look up beatnik for yourself. It's kind of a fun word. But it can be done. And for the sake of income and goodwill, it must be done. He goes on to say, A clean set of quarters and a neat, professional-looking staff can increase your income by about 500%. Improve our image. Now we're on Hubbard. So I can tell you, after we send out this assignment, which we call raising income by 500%, we were stunned by the responses and the jumps in income that the members were making by just executing this uh, simple assignment to improve the image of their business. Okay, there's another article we referenced there, dated 11 December 1969, and here uh, Mr. Harbour covers some other points which I think are very important to look at, along with the uh, premises. He does make mention of the staff in the earlier article, but here he says, the image of an org, org is short for organization, remember that, the image of an org and its staff and its literature and publications actually is a form of projection into the public. So here he's emphasizing that your image and everything you're sending out, whether it's a letter, whether it's your promotion, your publications, uh, the success story 
testimonial book that you leave in your reception area, for instance, uh, the way your staff are dressed, everything is projecting or communicating into your uh, public, into your environment. Now, he makes a very interesting point here. He says, uh, he's talking about image. He says, it is something, quote, it is something which has to be fitted into the values of the population where the org is located. They have definite ethnic ideas of what an org would look like, what a staff would dress like, and what the literature should look like, and so forth. Now, part of uh, reviewing your image, of course, would have to be to review what or to study what the community or your public would consider to be uh, an appropriate image. You can't necessarily tell by just looking at what other professionals might be looking like in your area. You might have a really swank premises, you know, with uh, wood paneled walls and big badass desks and so forth. Uh, And you might be in a rural area where this is very putting off, you know, you might go to, you know, your friend's office and it's a lawyer's office. He didn't necessarily study the ethnics of the area. You might find that a more comfortable looking premises, more welcoming perhaps, uh, or maybe you're in a community which really wants hip furnishings. I remember visiting a, um, a doctor in Greenwich Village, New York, uh, because I had to get something checked on. And uh, the office was hilarious. He had old record albums all over the place and uh, throwback items from the 60s. And I don't know, the the place was practically like like a museum. Anyway, you could tell this guy was hip, his office was hip, and it was packed. So he had done a definite ethnic survey of his community, uh, Greenwich Village, uh, and he didn't just you know, make his office look like, okay, this is what a doctor's office is supposed to look like. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have to tell you how busy this guy was. Very successful uh, doctor in, in Manhattan. So you have to make a study of what it is that people consider uh, your image should be like. And there's different ways to do that. You can uh, look around and see who's successful and, and uh, talk to people, observe the way they're dressed, observe the... Uh, you know, the hot spots and so forth in the area and get an idea of what is ethnically acceptable. You can also survey. We're, one of these days we're going to do a, we're going to do a podcast episode on surveying. But the important thing is take it into consideration and you'll probably do way better if you look at the ethnics of your uh, area before you engage in a change of image. Ethnics, of course, uh, well, let me define it for you from Mr. Hubbard. He says, the beliefs, mores, customs, patterns of thought, or racial or religious stable data in a certain area. Ethnics consist of what is right and what is wrong, the solution of good conduct. Ethnic values in an area consist of what the people consider wonderful, good, bad, awful, infinitely valuable, worthwhile, unacceptable, not wanted, and hateful. So, there you go. It's actually, uh, the subject of appearance is actually an ethnic idea from Mr. Hubbard. So back to this article from Mr. Hubbard, he says, It is always easy when one has millions to spend to make a commanding image. The trick is to make it without it costing more than one can afford. One has to make the money before one makes the full image. 
There is much one can do and has to do at no financial cost or at a low price. One can paint up a place with volunteer help for the cost of rented machines and materials. Staff individual areas of responsibility, uh, we call them cleaning stations, should be assigned so that all areas of an organization are covered. If one has a cleaning service, this is still necessary as there is such a thing as litter, newspapers, magazines, typewriters, remember typewriters, uh, machines, no cleaning service handles these. That is staff action because it's staff use. Hey, you know, uh, you can have a cleaning service and the place can be spotless. And if the staff don't have uh, assigned to them areas that they are responsible for uh, maintaining the proper image, in other words, keeping it clean, keeping it neat, uh, it's a it's a frustrating battle, man. You know, you have somebody come through and places all spotless. Next thing you know, there's uh, tennis shoes and in the in-baskets and, you know, chocolate bars all over the place or whatever there is, rubbish or piles of paper. Um, no, you, you got to raise the awareness of the staff. This is your area to maintain and keep clean and neat and orderly. And uh, that should be issued to the individual uh, employees so that every inch of that uh, place of business that you have is uh, somebody's responsibility. Uh, one of my pet peeves is, you know, you walk into reception and somebody's uh, half-eaten, you know, fast food lunch is sitting on the desk somewhere. It's This is the kind of thing. Or, or a filthy, you know, uh, coffee station and no one seems to be responsible for that. Uh, obviously, bathrooms not being tended to. Uh, these all need to be assigned to somebody. Now, a lot of businesses, it's not a bad idea in certain businesses to have uniforms, of course. Um, so you should have policies on how the uniforms are worn and how they're kept clean and uh, so on and be pressed. There's, you can have all kinds of policies on that. He also says here, where one does not buy the staff its clothing, one can still insist on clean hands, fingernails, and cut hair, bathed bodies, and brush teeth, paw shoes, and so on. It's poor advertising indeed when a staff member is dirty and unkempt. Reception and staff manners are part of appearances. Very important. Do you have uh, any kind of a description of the expected manners uh, or protocols of your employees. That's vital. Don't assume it's being taught. Uh, this is not something that's being taught uh, in the majority, if not all schools these days. I mean, look for yourself. Look around at your uh, at your environment and tell me that people are being educated in how to properly dress or take care of their bodies. He goes on to say, bad breath or body odor can cost you quite a lot of gained ground. So this is part of it also. So uh, no one likes to bring it up with people when they have issues like that, but you better because uh, if you're noticing it, so are your public. Now, I, want, I wish to make a point here, actually from Mr. Hubbard, very important. He says, the way to spoil an org image is, of course, to subdue or kill what uh, the organization has always been noted for, a happy, friendly, busy atmosphere. So if you've got a happy, friendly, busy atmosphere, and most successful businesses do, 
don't kill it by being uh, vicious in the enforcement of organizational image or you will be working in reverse. He says, so the use of heavy ethics to produce image compliance is murderous. Pride is the primary reason for good appearance. Pride is the primary reason for good appearance. So remember that so that uh, when you do this assignment, you're not trying to implement it with a battle axe and everybody's so freaked out that um, they are stiff and unwelcoming and unfriendly. Okay. He says, so staff cooperation and enthusiasm for the project is worth thousands of uh, actions seeking to enforce them to work for an image. And he goes on to make the point that uh, we were making earlier here. He says, modern schools are so backward that they don't teach personal appearance, manners, cleanliness. And a lot of uh, staff just don't know any better and have to be taught what they weren't taught in schools. Hey, is this so uh, unusual that you as an employer end up having to teach people or instruct people on some of the basic things that you wouldn't think you'd have to? That's becoming more and more common today. Uh, with employers. You have to take responsibility for training your employees in ways you probably wouldn't have expected to, but believe me, you do. Okay, so how are we going to implement this? All right, now that we have this data, here's what I want you to do, and you should take out a pencil and paper and write this down, okay? I want you uh, over the coming week to inspect your business with uh, brand new eyes. Uh, a stranger's eyes. And I want you to take detailed notes on the following. The appearance of the reception area, the appearance of all offices and workspaces, the appearance of the uh, WCs, water closets or bathrooms or whatever you call it in this country, the appearance of any staff break area, the appearance of each of the individual staff, the manner in which the phone is answered by all who uh, are answering it, the manner in which the public are addressed at each point of public contact in the company. That's everyone, not just the receptionist, but anybody has public contact. I want you to observe uh, the manner in which they are dealing with the public. Just observe it. Don't try to correct anything right now. And then uh, finally, the appearance of all letters, statements, bills, promotion, and advertising from the company. Okay, so that's your checklist. You may have to replay this if you didn't keep up with me and writing it all down, but that's your basic checklist. So you do the inspection, you write detailed notes, and then your next step is to draw up a project to handle any of the outpoints discovered in the above inspection. All right, and then of course, you're going to get this done. Now, this is kind of why I, I call it a weekend project. Obviously, you're not going to correct staff attire and uh, manners over a weekend. But uh, going in on a weekend and cleaning the hell out of the place and repainting walls and throwing out the dead plants and getting rid of the uh, useless stuff that's piled around all over the place that nobody's looked at in years. And we call that, there's a word for it, we call it kludge. K-L-U-D-G-E, and get that out and, uh, you know, get a dumpster full of the junk that you guys haven't used in forever. And just clean the place up over a weekend. It's exhilarating. It's fun. And by George, don't uh, be too shocked if you don't see your income jump 
uh, as much as like 100%, maybe even more in the following week. It's that magical. Uh, so that's your weekend project that you can knock out all that out of your out of your checklists, out of your the project. And then, of course, you should draw up um, policies for the office, assigning every inch of your spaces as somebody's cleaning station and get that issued. And uh, further policies as you, uh, you know, uh, as you want to qualify the protocols on manners, uh, you probably are going to have to drill or role play with some of your employees. How are they going to answer the phone? How are they going to address the public? Iron these things out. Uh, issue in writing uh, the directives that uh, tell your staff how you expect them to act uh, and behave. Don't expect them to just sort of pick it up by osmosis. Issue it in writing and then get them checked out on it, get them drilled on it, and uh, and emphasize the pride point. Uh, you'll see that it comes into play Pretty quickly when, uh, you know, you take someone who doesn't really know how to dress themselves and show them how to dress themselves and help them with uh, getting the correct sizes for things and the correct colors for things. Uh, all of a sudden, you see that pride sparking up and, uh, and they'll carry it forward in uh, everything that they're doing in with you in your business and they'll really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I took a guy that, you know, basically had never bought a suit. He was going out for job interviews. We went out to, uh, believe it or not, we went out to a thrift store. And I think for 10 bucks, I had that guy dressed up. He looked so sharp. We, no one could recognize him. And uh, I think uh, it was really appreciated. Nobody had ever shown him how to uh, dress appropriately for business. You know, there's a technology to it. There's things to know about it. So uh, it's a lot of fun to do. And by gosh, you'd be surprised. Uh, the kind of impact it makes on your income. So try it at home and then uh, write us back and let us know. This one in particular, I'd like to hear your responses because I want to know uh, what impact it made on your income uh, if you executed this project. Okay, that's it for today's episode. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. And just as a reminder, uh, you can contact us at info at wiseeastus.org. So after you've finished doing your assignment, write us info at wiseeastus.org. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.